Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Here at this church, uh, we have a culture of fresh, real, powerful. All right? Fresh that uh, we're continually looking to see what God's, not just what he said, but what he's saying. What he wants to do in this city. That it's not just what happened 2,000 years ago or 5,000 years ago in the Old Testament. It's, it's what's he saying now that we hunger and desire that. You know what? If, if, if reaching a generation is, means we need to have a few different cool lights or some smoke machines, if it ain't sin, guess what? We're going to do it. <laughs> Anything short of sin we want to do to reach a lost and dying generation. The, if the enemy's going to go after the youth, we better make sure it's our focus. I actually heard a, um, a video, I saw a video recently, and, and there was a study done. And the churches that actually focus on the youth first are the, ch- are the churches that grow on a whole, every age group. The churches that sit back and only focus on the, the, the current, the, the age that's around their pastor's age, right? As a, the church is the next generation of dying off. You look at many churches, I, I don't want to, Methodist, Episcopalian, Presbyterian, all these churches, they're dying off because they stop focusing on the youth. And then to keep numbers in their seats, they compromise their views, their, their morals, and they said, uh, yeah, this is okay now. Oh, we won't, we won't judge you for that sin. Like, so if a church wants to thrive, we have to focus on our youth. Get them to youth camp. I, I gave my life to Lord at a youth camp. They, they were like, we're going skiing. And I was like, oh, that sounds awesome. And then they tricked me. And I'm in there. I'm like, man, we're not skiing. We're... <clears throat> hey, flirt to convert. That's right. No. <laughs> um... We're real. We go through stuff, all of us. We've all got things, and we don't, have to, we don't put on masks and try and hide it and every, act like everything's okay. Greetings and salutations, brothers. Everything is fine and dandy, right? No, it's like, man, I just, I lost my mom yesterday. I just lost my job yesterday. I need somebody that's going to pray with me and believe for a breakthrough because the enemy wants to come in right now and he wants to steal, and he wants to I, make my identity attached to that job. And it's like, no, we need to get real. Man, when it's time to come up on the altar, you're running. Don't, don't be like, well, what do they think? You know, like, oh, I mean, I'm a pastor. I can't go up on that altar call. Yes, you can. If you want breakthrough, if you want real, if you want to if you experience him tonight, man, you be the first on this altar. Powerful. All right, and I'm not talking about CrossFit. I'm not talking about Blake back there. Whew. Although Blake is powerful physically. And, and man, Blake, at, at men's prayer, if you haven't been to men's prayer, you need to come. Just sit as, cl- as you can close to Blake. Because Blake, um, he, he listens to the Holy Spirit. And that's going to be part of what we're talking about tonight. And when you listen to the Holy Spirit, 
and he pushes you out a little, go speak to that person. Go talk to them. Man, miracles can happen. Healings can happen because we serve a powerful God, an all-powerful God, all right? Our God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the title, actually, this is kind of where I want to camp with powerful. The title of my message tonight is The Power of the Gospel. So we may have watched the same documentary. (laughs) Uh... I was watching this documentary, and I only saw the first two parts of it, uh, the new documentary series on FX, The Secrets of Hillsong, and uh, I was definitely saddened to know what God has done through that church up, up to this point and to see what, what, what's happening right now, knowing that it, it, it wasn't all the devil, <laughs> yeah. knowing that some man got in the way there, it was definitely saddened, saddening. But like you said, man, you, you have to be very careful when, when the people who are making the documentary aren't in the camp. From the outside, things don't make sense. We live in an upside-down uh, kingdom that it's like the weak are strong, <laughs> the strong are weak. Like you give, to re- you give to receive. You don't hoard to get, right? There's so many kingdom principles that are the opposite the way the world thinks. If you want to succeed, you got to steal, climb, grab ladders to get up there to experience it. And God says, if you want to be great, serve, right? And so when the world looks at that, they're like, oh, my gosh, they're volunteering? <sighs> oh, they give money to this church, right? And they just don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And I guarantee you, you could go to any organization, church, it doesn't matter. And if you find the people that are offended, and then you build your whole documentary around that, (laughs) it's like, of course. I mean, from the White House to, like, you know, Joe's Crab Shack, it doesn't matter. (laughs) You could spin it however you want. And so... Um, I remember this is one documentary I saw one time called Jesus Camp. Anybody ever see that? <sighs> Once again, from outside the camp, and they're looking at uh, these kids who are going and experiencing the, um, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But they do it with this weird, eerie music, right? And like, oh, look what they're doing to the kids. But I'm like, no, if you put some fun, happy music on that, like these kids are getting filled with the Holy Spirit. They're getting set free. They're, they're experiencing the power of God. And some shatatas. Come on. Some shatatas. <clears throat> so, you know, um, yeah, so that was my biggest takeaway from that documentary. It's just as like, oh, actually this. Uh, the biggest thing that grieved me was not the nonchalant attitude that they had towards um, <sighs> towards sin, I guess, in some respects. But there was one woman being interviewed, and she said, I didn't even know it was a spirit-filled church. And I was like, ah. And it grieved me because I know Hillsong Church. They are a spirit-filled church. So for Hillsong, New York City, to not be known as a spirit-filled church means they got off track. And so if you're in this room, I just want you to know, unequivocally, we are a spirit-filled church. (laughs) 
We, we believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. We believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We still believe in miracles. We still believe in healings. We still believe in casting demons out, kicking them in the grill. We still believe in raising the dead. I haven't seen it yet personally, but I believe I will see somebody raised from the dead. Because God's word says it. We're called to make disciples, not gather crowds. And that's part of what happened in, in Hillsong, New York City, is they, they began to make big crowds, but they actually weren't making disciples. They actually weren't, um, they weren't shifting things. They weren't making disciples, spirit-filled disciples. Actually, ah, man, before we go on, Hillary, stand up. Hillary, stand up. I got going. I was on a roll, but I saw you doing worship. And uh, God showed me, he reminded me of, of the woman with the issue of blood, who Jesus was going off, and he's going on to bring a miracle to somebody else. But there was a woman who had some faith, and she thought, if I could just touch the hem of his garment, I would be healed. And I saw you operating with that level of faith. There, there's times that words go forth in this crowd, and like, I'll take that. <laughs> you're like, you're, you're, you're out there like playing football, intercepting the healing, intercepting the miracle. Be like, I got some faith. Because there's sometimes people, you get something in this room, and you're like, oh, that was nice. They said nice things about me. When you got Hillary over here who's hungry and believes, and you're, you, you want it, and because of that, God's going to just continue to pour out miracles and blessings upon you, you and your daughters, um, your faithfulness is, I, I see you here more than anybody else. You're not even paid on staff, anything. Like, you're here, and somehow you're a single mom still raising two daughters who are in the house of God. So, God, I just thank you right now for Hillary. God, I thank you, Lord God, that your hand is upon her. Lord God, that there is every miracle and blessing in store for her, that you are doing something in her life, Lord God. While it might not still be seen, Lord God, that the faith is rising up to believe for your best and greatest is yet still to come. We thank you for and declare it right now, Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. <clears throat> come on. Mark 16, 17 through 18. We got it on screen there? No. And these signs will follow those that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. This is what a believer is meant to look like. So, in case you guys didn't know, on Fridays we have the serpent uh, handling. <laughs> I actually was looking at this verse because I'm like, um, I think, I think that, that that made God in there because Paul, when he he went to the island and that snake jumped out of him and and everyone's like, oh, that guy's cursed. He's about to die. He survived that shipwreck. I think that somehow, probably in the writing of this, that, that scripture got in there about taking up serpents. It's not meant to be, man, like these, oh, gosh. These people in these weird churches, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to drink poison. And if we live, it's like, no, don't be so stupid. Like, Jesus said, don't tempt the Lord your God, all right? It's like, no, we're not handling snakes here. So why, so why do we need these signs? 
right? So just a few verses later in 1620, it kind of tells us why we should, as believers, should have these signs. And they went out and they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. So that when they were preaching, it wasn't just all talk. When they were preaching, they were backing it up with power. They were, they were not just talking about like something in the far off distance. They were talking about power and people are experiencing. They were experiencing healings, miracles, breakthrough. Okay? We're not just called to preach the good news, but to show it. Jesus said in Luke uh, 4, 18 through 19, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good uh, to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery to the sight of the blind and to set liberty to those who are oppressed. We have a mandate. We have a mandate to bring God wherever we go. All these things that he's talking about, we're meant to operate in. We're meant to walk in. We're meant to take that outside of this, this room, outside of this building, into our workplaces, into our families, into our, our distant, you know, like heathen families. Like, we're meant to bring healing and breakthrough. A weak and powerless gospel is no gospel at all. Let me say that one more time. A weak and powerless gospel is no gospel at all. Do you know what gospel means? Gospel means good news. So if we have a weak and powerful gospel, that's no good news at all. The good news comes with signs. It comes with wonders. It comes with a powerful, filled Christianity. Jesus said in John 14, 12, he said, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. Wait, what? Greater works than Jesus? He said it, not me. He said that we were meant to do greater works. <clears throat> so how, how, do we operate? How, do, how do we operate these signs in our lives? Well, first we have to partner with the Holy Ghost. Without him, none of this is possible. John 16, 7, Jesus said, Nevertheless, I tell you, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. Acts 1, 8, but you shall receive power. Come on, somebody say power. power. When the Holy Spirit has come, come upon you, you shall be, you, ah, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and, and to the ends of the earth. So when we partner with the Holy Ghost, we can begin to access the power that is the good news that it's meant to carry. But there's a couple of caveats, okay? It's not automatic. It's not like, oh, I just, I got it, and now I just get it, right? I could just, I just, I'm going to walk around in my shadow. Oh, you just got healed. <laughs> where's my, where's my little hanky? Woo, throw it across the room, right? So in order to begin to operate in power, we need to do these, we, we, need, we need to start, doing a couple of these things. First, we have to operate in faith. 
Faith is what sees the miracle. It's what sees the healing before it happens. Faith is the currency of heaven. Faith is what pleases God. <clears throat> Jesus said in Matthew um, 17, 20, said, Because of your unbelief, for assuredly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, and you will say to this mountain, move from here, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Hebrews eleven six. but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We have to partner with faith. If we want to see miracles, if we want to see healings, if we want to see the breakthrough, we have to begin to move into the supernatural, the place where we see a thing before it happens. Because the circumstance, right, the scientific will be like, well, the facts say I got cancer. Good luck with that. <laughs> right? Science says I can see it in her body, right? Faith says I can see you healed. I can see you old. Walking around with your grandchildren, that, you know, the cancer that's in your body is not going to be the end of you. That's what faith sees. So um, when I was a teenager, um, my brother had just got his driver's license. And uh, whew, I didn't have the greatest driving record either, but uh, I, I think I total. Like in my first 10 years, I think I totaled six vehicles. Not all were my fault, but like I, I, like the, I walked away with like a cut on my finger on one when the airbag didn't go off. And I was like, I, I, I think I'm like um, indestructible. So I was like, devil, you're not going to take me out with a car accident. That's impossible. But so this day, my brother, who's he has got his permits, he's driving with my mom and my dad, and I for, I don't even know where they were going, honestly. Um, they said they he was my dad's in the driver's seat or passenger seat, my brother's driving, and he goes uh, gets on the freeway, and all of a sudden, this I think it was the devil, this black uh, jeep, tinted windows, black rims, murdered out, just. Whoo, flies right across them. And my brother, who's kind of a newer driver, is like, Ugh! and my dad freaks out, and they, he grabs the steering wheel, kind of. It ends up flipping over, hitting the side embankment, you know, going upside down. My mom's in the back seat. My dad's arms dragging along the, the freeway, glass and stuff in there. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call, and, and my mom's like, hey, you need to get down here. Bring the car We've been in an accident. Your brother's in the ICU. And uh, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I drive down, and um, I'm, my mom's in the waiting room when I get there. And, and she's, you know, you could tell she's tears. She's like, your dad's getting bandaged up right now. But your brother, they, they did x-rays. He has a crack in his spine. We're going to, they're air vacuuming him to another hospital where they can begin to do surgery on him. And, um, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I, at this point, I wasn't really living for the Lord, but I was growing up in a Christian family that believed in the power of God. Like, <laughs> I started praying. <laughs> and, uh, and then my dad came out, and he was all bandaged up. And, and we get 
in the car, and we're going to drive to the other hospital. It's going to be about an hour drive. And as a family, we just started praying. We just started believing. We just started saying, God, we know that you can do a miracle. And we're the whole way there, we're praying. We get to the other hospital. We get into the, um, the waiting room, and my brother's in the waiting room. And we're like, shouldn't you be in a hospital bed? And, and they're like, we did our x-rays, and we can't find anything wrong with him. <laughs> we can't find a crack in his spine. We can't find... Uh, there's nothing wrong with him. Take your 15-year-old boy and go home. Don't tell me that we don't serve a God who's real. <laughs> don't tell me we don't serve an all-powerful God. He wants to bring healing. He wants to bring miracles. He wants to bring breakthrough. We just need a little bit of faith to push back the doubts, the, the fears, the anxiety, the what-ifs that God doesn't come through. What if he does? What if he, oh, it's just on the other side of what you're going through is a breakthrough. Second thing in order to begin to see the signs and wonders is we got to walk in love. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. When you read your Bible, you'll often find that Jesus, it'll say he had compassion. There was a moment when, when somebody would come up to him and his heart was breaking for that person, knowing that they've been, what they've been walking through for so long. And out of compassion, out of his love, he says, I'm going to bring your healing. I'm going to bring your breakthrough. And you need the love, right? Because if you don't have the love, you, you get into this place of, of performance. You get into this place of um, entitlement. You get into this place of where you think it's about you. But when you realize with, it's about love, it's about that person getting their healing, getting your breakthrough. I don't care whether it comes from me uh, praying for them or it co comes from, you know, Aaron or Tammy laying hands on them. It is not none of us. It's Jesus, but he wants to partner with us. The Holy Ghost wants to partner with us to bring healing. So that when we begin to operate out of love, that's when you'll begin to have compassion. You'll see somebody on the side of the road. You're like, man, I can see so much better for them. You'll step out. Yeah, it grieves his heart to see his children oppressed. But because of free will, people will continue to walk in chains until they're ready to call on him to get set free. There's so, much, so many things that are, are breaks his heart of, of what you're going through. And he's like, he's waiting. He's like, have you exhausted all your other options? <laughs> I'm, I, I want to be there. I want to help. I want to provide. I want to do this miracle. Um, 
<clears throat> in my, my 20s, I had the opportunity to go to uh, India. And that, 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 that was the only time in my life that I've ever been homesick. Is Ben Thomas in the room? Ben, Ben, no. Um, only time in my life I've ever been homesick. I was there for three weeks. And the main thing was, is I like Indian food, but I don't like Indian food for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. <laughs> that was, you know, I just was like, I just want a McDonald's burger. <laughs> I remember being in some, like, hut in like 120 degrees and they're they're giving me hot chai tea and I'm like thank you and and you would have to um because whenever they would prepare food for you right it's such an honor and so they would prepare food for you and if you didn't eat all of it it was a little bit like disrespectful, right? And so um, I remember I would sit next to my friend who's like 6'4", like he was two, 230 pounds, because there was moments, because if there was something on your plate that you liked and you ate that first, boom, before you even could turn your back, there's another scoop of it on your plate. You're like, oh gosh, this is going to be a long lunch. So I, I, I'd, I'd be like, bro, you got to help me, man. You got to help me finish this. <laughs> so I'd always sit next to him so he could help me finish. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we went to this one church, and um, we're ministering there. And one of the team, one of the girls who is, she's like just doing declarative scriptures, right? But it goes from, she says the scripture, the translator then says the scripture, and then we were having the crowd repeat it, right? So it was kind of like, it was like, she would say it, you'd hear it in Indian, and then you'd hear it in Indian again. And, and no sooner than, than three scriptures in, you heard this blood-curdling scream out of the back of the room. And I was like, oh, that's a demon. And, and I, I kind of run back, and I look, and I see this woman oppressed by a demon, writhing like a snake on the ground. And uh, we, we started to pray for her, and then somebody's like, hey, let's, let's, let's bring her into another room here, you know, to not keep distracting from the meeting. And I'm in there, and we start praying. And then she's growling, she's writhing, she's got demons. And we can't, we can't seem to break it off. We're calling everything out, like, and, and somebody says, her husband's still out there. And uh, I think we need to get the husband. And so we bring the husband in. And the only way you know this is when you, you're partnering with the Holy Spirit. Because otherwise, there's no manual. There's no manual that says, in this situation, when confronted with a python spirit, you must have the husband, right? There, there, uh, Maybe there is. I, I haven't seen that manual yet. But when you're partnering with the Holy Spirit and you're listening, like, why isn't this demon coming out? And then you find out, hey, get the husband. And then we begin to have the husband declare over his wife. Within seconds, the demon left. And she was set free. God came to bring freedom to those who are oppressed. He came to bring freedom from you tonight. That you don't have to continue and walk out of this place with the same demons that have been torturing you, afflicting you for since you were a child. 
and afflicted your, your parents and your grandparents before them. There's a moment where if you want it, you can get freedom. So we go back out there. We got the we got the prayer tunnel. Anybody know about prayer tunnels? We had them lined up on both sides. Whoo! That whole crowd was dropping. All of a sudden, this girl comes through, and somebody elbows me. That's her. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's her. Look at her. Such joy. You, her eyes didn't even look the same. It was like they were beaming light. Come on. We're meant to bring freedom to people. Jesus only did what he saw his Father in heaven doing. The third thing is we have to stay pure. That doesn't mean perfect because none of us are perfect. God knows that he's in the business of using imperfect people. But there comes a moment when you, if you want to see somebody's breakthrough, the temple needs to be cleaned, right? There comes a moment where you, you need to be in right standing with God to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit's saying through you. If you've got junk, like it gets difficult to hear, right? There's some of you in this room where you're like, I, I feel like I haven't heard God in a while. I'd ask you to do inventory. Do, have I allowed some, um, some junk in my life that has clogged up clogged up the dial here where I can't tune in. Now, not, that's not always the case. Sometimes God withholds his presence so that you will come after him. But there's, all, for a few of us in this room, there's some junk. And that junk, and, and, and you're wondering why I can't hear from God. I used to be able to hear from God. But there's some things you have allowed. <clears throat> if we want to see those healings and miracles, because what happens is it's not a formula. It's not, I just do this and it should happen, right? There's a listening to the Holy Ghost when he speaks. What is he saying in this situation? What is he saying for this moment right now that's going to set that person free? It's not just a formula. We're going to just go, I'm going to go through these 10 things and we'll see which one hits, right? No. It's not a formula. The third person of the Trinity, the Holy Ghost, is a person. And when we partner with him, we can begin to see breakthrough, healings, miracles for other people. Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. When we abide in him, when we keep that, that communication going, we can respond. We can be like Blake up in the gym. <laughs> See that guy wearing nothing but a towel? I want you to pray for him right now. What? <laughs> can I at least wait till he puts his clothes back on? <clears throat> hey. When you listen, though, when the Holy Spirit's speaking, it's, it's on purpose, and he, he has something for that person. In the, in, the, in the wise words of the prophet Coach Taylor, clear eyes, full heart, can't lose. 
That's a reference to Friday Night Lights. I don't, it's an older show now. It might be. But there's something to that. When we have that clear eyes, you know, they say the eyes are the window to the soul. You can see when somebody's going through something, when they're, when they're oppressed, when they're, when they're, man, their soul is disheveled. But when their eyes are clear and their heart is full with the love of God, man, we can't lose. We can't lose. So tonight we've got, um, we've got the opportunity to realign our hearts with his We have the opportunity to walk in power and love because we're called to set the captives free and to help them through discipleship stay free. So tonight, I'd like to pray for two kind of people. Um, Because there's some of you in this room who this is all, you're hearing this for the first time. Or you've heard it, but you've ignored it for a very long time. That God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for your sin. So that you wouldn't spend eternity in hell, but that you could spend eternity with him. You could walk in freedom that you've never known, that you don't think is possible. Because that's what he has for you this world that we live in that the devil has tried to take you out to destroy you or you've even there's somebody in this room you've even tried to take your own life because you thought there was no way out tonight you're about to experience his presence you're about to experience his freedom you're about to experience new life so if everybody would just bow your head, close your eyes. If that's you in this room tonight and you you have that feel, man, your heart's beating in your chest right now. You know you're not right with God. And I don't care if it's you've never done it before or even if 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 you've got sin, you're a Christian who's got sin in his life that you haven't been close to God in a long time. If that's you in this place, he's calling towards you right now. He's calling. He wants to restore that. He wants to spend time with you. He wants to show you why you were put on this planet. You can't find it out from YouTube. You can't find it out from Instagram. You can't find it out from a book. It's only when you go to him, your source, your creator, that you can experience what you were made to do in this earth. So with nobody looking around, if that's you in this place and you say, I want, a, I want a relationship with Jesus. I want to experience him. I want to know him. Would you just raise your hand? I see that hand. I see that hand. You can put it down after I've seen it. I see that hand. Come on. Come on, church. Begin to pray. We're praying for salvation right now. We're praying for people's lives that are going to shift for eternity in this moment. Come on. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? God, man, you feel it. You know you want to raise your hand, but you feel like I can't change. Or what what if they know what I've done? How could God forgive me? He can, and he wants to. Is there anybody else? 
Is there anybody else? All right. Right now, I'm going to have everybody repeat a prayer after me. And if you raised your hand, all you have to do is repeat this prayer and mean it in your heart. Jesus said, if you confess me with your lips and believe in your heart, you will be saved. You're entering into a new kingdom, a kingdom of life, a kingdom of love, that kingdom of death, the old man you're leaving behind you. So everybody repeat after me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sin, for washing me clean, for making me new, restoring my relationship to you. Give me new life. Give me new purpose. In your mighty name I pray, amen. Over here, we have amazing part of our team here who's Philip is got he's got the Bible and he's got the following Jesus book and if that was you and you raised your hand after service concludes I want you to go over find him or anybody else with the response tag they're, they're probably gonna find you because they they, they don't want to they don't want to leave you ill-equipped you just made the most important decision that you will ever make in your life. And they want to make sure before you leave these doors, you've been prayed with. They want to make sure be, before you leave these doors, you have a, a weapon, the Bible in your hands. The book I've been preaching out of, that's for you. <clears throat> so for the rest of us, if you feel like it's been hard hearing from God, I want to pray for you tonight. I want that to shift. It's not meant to be that hard to hear from God. He was speaking, but it's we got to tune in. We want to listen. So if it's it's you've been distracted or if it's well, I don't sin, I don't care if it, whatever it is, God wants to speak. So we're going to pray for you. And the, and for the and the, for the rest of you who are saying, "Scott, I want to walk in power." I, 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 I don't want average Christianity. I don't want to just be a seat warmer on a pew. I want to see the kingdom of God come with me everywhere I go. That I'm bringing freedom to the captives. That I'm bringing a healing. That I'm bringing a miracle. That I'm setting people free that are oppressed. That I'm seeing demons get cast out. If that's you in this place right now and you're one of those two people, you haven't heard from God or you want to you want to be the vessel in which God uses his power, I want you to just stand up. Thank you, Jesus. It's going to get full, but I want you why don't we're going to come down to the altar. Let's come down to the altar. Let's get hungry for this. Because the Holy Ghost, just like that song we started to sing right before, man, there's breakthrough in this place. The apathy, apathy is going to get crushed in this place. That the lies that the enemy's been, in, been bringing, that you're not good enough, that he can't use you, that that's only, only for the people with a PS in front of their name. 
We're all called to be ministers of the gospel, the good news. That we're confirming it with signs and wonders when we bring that good news. So many churches, they, 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 they settle and they say, oh, that was just for the apostles. That was just for them. That was so we could get this gospel kick-started, this Christianity thing going and get it. No. He's alive. He's moving. And he wants to move through you. So why don't you just lift your hands in the air. God, I thank you right now that there is an impartation of your spirit and your presence in this place. Lord God, that you are touching people. Lord God, that you are empowering them with your Holy Spirit, with fire. Lord God, that there is an anointing that's going to carry on their prayers. There's anointing that's going to carry on their words. They're not speaking their words. They're speaking your words. They're speaking your words. And if you don't know his words, there's a whole book of them. Begin to speak those. He wants to bring healing where there is sickness. He wants to bring blessing and fruitfulness where there was barrenness. He wants to bring prosperity where there's been poverty. So God, I thank you right now that you are touching your people in this place, that you are touching your people right now. Lord God, that healing and breakthrough, that your power, Lord God, is filling them up. Oh God, that the hunger and desire is stirring inside of them to experience you in a new way. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, we're going to sing this song right now. Don't look for the words on the screen. Close your eyes. See your Savior on that cross. Sing these words to him. Thank you, Jesus. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.